You are listening to the Sound and Faith podcast coming to you from Faith Baptist Fellowship in beautiful Sioux Falls, South, South Dakota. Oh my goodness. South Dakota. South Dakota. I'm so tired. We have Donald Duck with us. Today. I am so tired, Mike. Is that Donald Duck's? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. All I know is I stumbled over my words. We're in South Dakota. We're in Sioux Falls, South yeah. Dakota. <laughs> I'm Pastor Thomas Lawson. And I'm Pastor Mike Johnson. And uh, the aim of this podcast, I'm just, I'm just, you should got, we start over? Yeah, no, we're yeah. good. We're good. You got to say it. <laughs> the aim of this podcast is to encourage the saints of our church, Faith Baptist Fellowship, to believe sound doctrine. And, and to adorn the gospel to, of Jesus Christ. To live lives that adorn the gospel of Jesus oh, Christ. Amen. There we go. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Hey, uh, yeah, We there's a reason why we're a little bit tired. I'm both tired and refreshed. Yeah. Right. I don't know how to explain it. Well, physically tired because yes. there was a lot. The schedule was packed, but emotionally full. Yeah. And it just, you know, spiritually refreshed, emotionally full. And why is that? And that is because... Uh, from Monday through yesterday afternoon, and we're recording this on Thursday, it gets published on Friday. So Monday through Wednesday, uh, the, the three staff elders here at Faith, along with a couple other guys, we went to the Serious Joy conference that is supposed, sponsored by um, Bethlehem College and Seminary in Minneapolis. Uh, so we were up in the cities. Yeah, seven and, of us went, yep. uh, six from our church, one from a neighboring church. Yep. And... Um, this is the fourth time that I've been. First time I ever came was when I came to faith. It was my number six. Yeah, and uh, it is a conference for pastors, geared really towards pastors. Yeah. I think anyone who's a believer can benefit from the conference, but it's for pastors, yeah. and it is such an encouraging time. Oh, man, time. so good. Yeah. So good. Very thankful to our body here at Faith um, for the support that allows us yeah. to go each yeah. year and be refreshed and to learn to fellowship with other pastors and church leaders, and, uh, and our such own a staff. rich time. And like, our own staff, too. You know, too, we spent yeah. lots of time together, talking together yeah. at meals and whatnot, you know, discussing the things that we're learning. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe for folks, they, they they hear here at Faith that we go every year to this, just about every yep. year, our, our pastors and staff, uh, some of our staff have gone... Maybe give a brief recap. Why do, they, why do they call it the Serious Joy Conference now? And, you know, what's kind of the format of this? Yeah, so it's a conference that used to be hosted by Desiring God. I think before that it was hosted by Bethlehem Baptist Church, then mm-hmm. Desiring God, and now it's hosted by Bethlehem College and Seminary. And it is aimed at pastors. And, you know, the, 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 um, the driving force behind all those entities, the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and um, and Desiring God and Bethlehem um, Seminary. It's all serious joy. It's yeah. all um, it's it's all um, looking to be satisfied in God so that He is glorified in us. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. said it differently than they say it, but that's uh, that's what that's what they're after. And yeah. so that means for the believer, ser- being very very serious about joy. Yeah, we find all of our joy in. God, yeah. our great and awesome God. And of course, we here at Faith Baptist Fellowship deeply resonate with that vision. Right. Um, I mean, that's the our philosophy of worship, seriously yeah. joyful and joyfully serious. Yes. Um, finding joy and delight in God through Jesus Christ yeah. alone. Amen. Amen. So so why then, you know, why is why do we invest in things like pastors' conferences? Why are they important? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, is it just us getting a little mini vacation when we go to this? You know? Not at all. Like, I, I feel like it was very busy, you yeah. know, and, and plus both of us, you and I, uh, as pastors of this church, we still have a, a great deal of work to do this week, you mm-hmm. know, um, so not a vacation, um, but worthwhile for the investment. And it's actually a, a pretty economical one because we drive to it. Uh, right. It's yeah. it's in Minneapolis, so it's, you know, four hours and away. Yeah, St. Paul, in the cities, three and a half hours, not yeah. too bad. Real nice, and um, we, we get a good deal in the hotel and all those things. But we invest because we we want our pastors to be refreshed, excited about the gospel, and, uh, and you know, we need—none of us have this spring that— continues to run and never goes dry. Like, we always need to keep that spring bubbling, you know, and the yeah. way we do that is by refreshing, you know, and and so that's what we did. We, we went to refresh our souls in the Lord, um, fellowship with other pastors, hear some good preaching, you mm-hmm. know, that, you yeah. know, you and I are often doing the preaching, you know, so it's it's nice to sit under somebody else's preaching for, um, a, a, you know, we yeah. heard, what, five sermons, seven sermons? Uh, let's see, si- there were six, there were six. six, I think six sessions total. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so, yeah, you're mentioning all of that. And so when we get there Monday, usually around noon, uh, there's kind of a pre conference session that you choose that you want to go to, a breakout session. Yep. And uh, normally they have guest speakers doing those. Those are very rich, those are about two and a half hours. Uh, and then there's the big plenary session that happens that evening. So we'll, you know, what's wonderful too is the great times of fellowship. Yep. We get to go out. We'll we'll sit down and and have a meal together, talk about what we're learning, maybe co- reconnect with some old friends that we haven't seen for a while, others in ministry. But then, you know, the sessions are structured similarly to a worship service. There's a there's just tremendous times of singing. Oh man, and, and it's it's mostly men. There yeah. are some there are some sisters in Christ that are there, but it's mostly brothers. And we uh, they choose the songs accordingly. Yeah, and, uh, man, it was really <laughs> really rich. As the one who typically leads our our time of singing in worship here at Faith, it's it's so awesome yes. for me to just stand back. Huh. And, and let others do that, and just the room resonating with 1,200, 1,300, you know, mostly male voices, but yeah. just singing to the top of their lungs. It's so awesome. So good. Yeah, so and then good. great speakers, great great times of listening to the Word of God preached. I think the deep fruit that comes from this conference for Faith Baptist Fellowship will will be in the long term as we, mm. as we continue to minister and continue to serve the body of Christ. But we decided to do this podcast to bring some short-term fruit, kind of share the things mm, that we've yeah. learned uh, for our listeners to grow to and enjoy, you know, because it's, it's not just for us. It's never just for us. It's always yeah. for the body of Christ. So every year there's a theme yep. to the conference. What was this year's theme? I will build my church. I will build my church. It's all about the church. And it was my, I will say, out of all that I've been to, I've been to other pastor's conferences too, besides the Bethlehem one and um, and... Uh, I've been to six of these, and this was by far the best. This was my favorite. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. This was my favorite. And I think a lot of it had to yeah. do with the theme, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I think the theme, uh, I mean, it fanned into flame the passions of my heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, not just, I mean, just not just for like ministry, but for the church, yeah. Yeah. for Christ's church that it, he is building. And it was like a, I don't know, a moment like, why haven't they done this before? And they I were know. they were talking like that that way too. Like it's surprising to them, and it was surprising yeah. to us once we thought about it that that, that this has never been the theme of the conference because this was what the thirty sixth, thirty sixth, yeah, wow, yeah. No, I mean it was great. And so what we had talked about doing, we want we knew we wanted to do a, a recap of the conference for the listeners here at Faith, and for anyone else who tunes in and listens. 
Um, but but basically capture some of the takeaways that we had. And, and the way we've done that today is we've got basically some quotables from the, the different speakers and the different seminars that they gave. And so, um, you know, why don't we why don't we jump into some of those? Sure. Uh, the first one was was Michael Reeves, and uh, what was his what was his stuff? It was the the Lord of the Church, the Lord of the, the Church. Lord of That's the right. Church. So good. Yeah, and it was so good. And he, I, I just have to say, I mean, from an orator's perspective, <laughs> he was a great yeah. he was a great speaker. It was it was almost a sense in which he spoke with just gravitas and and almost poetry in yeah. his language because yeah. it was just so you felt the weight. Of what he was talking yeah. about, and he did such a good job. He did just his, unpacking scripture. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's okay. He, he did his exegesis. I mean, he did his exposition a little bit differently. Uh, he kind of made the statements first, and then showed how they all wrap together and mm. spring forth from this from the text second, which I I actually loved um, um, for a difference in in, the, in in style. And yeah, of course, he's you know Michael Reeves is British, and so he he brought that to the table. Sounded like we were. You know, listening to the Lord of the Rings. Give him a hand, everyone. You know? He's British. <laughs> no, it was really good. And yeah. uh, that brother writes some wonderful books. Mm, uh, the Lighting in the Trinity is one of my favorite all-time books. And I tell you what, he preaches like he writes. And mm. so uh, it was very, very... It, all of us left there, I think all of us, saying that the whole... Con- it was the very first session. The conference was worth it just for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was all about Christ being Lord of the Church. Yes, his sovereign reign, his power, his might. You were just impacted with that yeah. truth as and, he brought and that it to you. And the church is his crown. Yeah, you know, yeah, beautiful. so beautiful. So, uh, Mike, what was the what was the quote that you had from that that you just were impacted by? Yeah, I, at one point he said, "God has put all authority in the universe under Christ's feet," and then he made the application. He said, uh, "Weary brothers, you you can put all your problems there too." Mm, so good, yeah. Like the the trust and and the reason it really spoke to me is because we 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 do legitimately bear a heavy responsibility in leading the church. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the, it's a real thing. Um, but sometimes we, I think we we forget that it is not dependent upon us, right? You know, yeah. And so that was so encouraging for me as a church leader. I'm sure for you as a church leader. Uh, to know, you know, we can lay it at his feet. Absolutely. How about for you? What was the standard? Yeah, the one that jumped out to me, that one did too. I had that one circled in my notes, but, um, and, you know, he was talking in light of the fact that in God's providence that what we see happening in Christ's birth and life and death and all of that, it it appears like defeat, mm-hmm. you know? it for it, From a human perspective, it appears to be defeat, but all of those things were happening according to the sovereign foreordained plan of God. Yes. There was no defeat happening. And he said, if we could see the final end, we would see that our enemies are doing all that we wanted them to do. Playing right into the hands of the Lord. Right. And, so good. And, you know, the the exhortation there is we're so prone to discouragement when we see the condition of our world around us, yes. when we see the things happening in the news and, and the, the world. And the assaults upon the church. Yeah. And the... the Disparaging of Christianity, and and none none of this is surprising our Lord. Yeah, you know, none of this is taking him by surprise. None of this is thwarting his plans. Amen. And and you know, just that was so good when he said that. Yeah, that 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 makes us we're able to relax and trust in the Lord. Yeah, you know, uh, in light of those truths. I have to add a bonus quote yeah, here because it was one of my favorites. He was talking about how Artemis was was oh, the yeah. the god. 
of Ephesus, and he was preaching from Ephesians when he was giving his message, you know, and how Artemis was the great Artemis, and they they chanted that. And there's, then, a, there's a quote in Acts that yeah. says, you know, great is, the Ephesians, the Ephesian idolaters were saying, yeah. great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Yeah, and then he said, where is Artemis now? <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. He is a footnote. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's a footnote, and Christ is Lord. It's yeah. such a good, such Amen. a good talk, and yeah. we we rejoiced in that. Um, so that was that was Monday night, yep. and uh, the the next morning we began eight thirty. Great time of worship in music again and singing. Yeah, and then there was Lewis Guest, who yes. is a graduate of the seminary, is also now a, he teaches there. Yeah. He teaches there, and he's also pastor of Jubilee Baptist Church right. in Minneapolis. Uh, great brother, uh, so enjoyed excellent preacher his his exposition and his yeah. opening up from Ephesians one uh, one through three. Um, and uh, you, you had a quote here that you wrote down, Mike, that it was just really impactful. Yeah, I, two of them, actually, but one of them is one of the most powerful antidotes to discouragement. He meant pastoral discouragement. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful antidotes to pastoral discouragement in the world is a strong ecclesiology. So ecclesiology is the study of the Church, the theology of the Church. Right. Understanding the Church is a massive antidote to pastoral discouragement, because when we understand what the Bride of Christ is, who mm-hmm. the Bride of Christ is, and what God is doing and His purposes within this body of Christ, um, that overcomes the pastoral discouragements that often come from very small things yeah. related to our ministry. And that was that was His talk, the nature of the Church. The nature of the Church. You know, and so um, when we understand that, and he, yeah. he went in and He opened up, He unpacked so well from Ephesians, you know, what we were and what we are now, and just the grace that God has shown in in building his church and what the body of Christ yeah. is. So beautiful, yeah. So, so let me do my second one since it's the same theme. Yeah. So he said uh, five of the most encouraging words to any pastor are words from Jesus. He, he said these five words are the most encouraging words, I will build my church. Yeah, that's a promise. It is. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. There's no stopping it. Right. He will build his church. So take heart, weary pastor, if you're yeah. listening today. Uh, you know, if your church is going through something hard... Jesus said he'll build his church. Amen. And, you know, I'll, I think we even we extend that to our church members. Yeah. You know, if there's times of discouragement in this world, and there are plenty of opportunities for that, hey, Christ will build his church. Yeah. Where is Artemis now? You know, <laughs> I mean, you got to <laughs> so go. Good. Yeah. So good. I loved this uh, quote right here that he gave in talking about that, the nature of the church, and that when we look at the body of Christ, we look at the church we see the work of God, and he says that, look at your congregation. You are looking at the work of Christ in the flesh. Amen. And I I resonate deeply with that. Um, Faith, I, I, I hope you hear the sincerity in my voice when I say this, and I'm speaking specifically to our congregation right now, but if there's any other pastors out there, I would exhort them to have this, this heart about them and, and strive for it. When I look out at the body of Christ at faith on Sunday morning, my heart leaps. Amen. Because I, I, as I've gotten to know this congregation and I know the work of God going on in their lives, and I've gotten to hear some of your stories and testimonies, I just, I, I see the work of God going on in your lives, and I rejoice in the Spirit of God and what He's doing in and through our church right now, mm. and it just thrills my soul. So good. Yeah. 
So that was Lewis Guest, and uh, just just a great time. And um, the next uh, speaker that we had was David Mathis. Now, our, our youth are actually on Wednesday nights going through a book called Habits of Grace yes. that he wrote. Right. Uh, so this is the author of that book, David Mathis, and he wrote on uh, he spoke on the priority of the church. Mike, tell us a little bit about about that. Yeah, it was an awesome session, and it it, it basically um, it. It put some hands and feet, I thought, to Lewis Guest's uh, talk. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, they Lewis, complement each other really well. They do, yeah. Lewis Guest talked kind of in broad terms uh, about how um, strengthening our ecclesiology is helpful, and uh, I think uh, Mathis went right after it, trying to strengthen our ecclesiology. Mm. So it was it was really good, helping us to see how important the church is, how vital it is to the life of a Christian. Uh, and how powerful it is in the cosmic realm, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that that uh, the enemy is defeated by 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 God's work in the church. Amen. Yeah. So you had a quote here. Uh, you want to read this one? Yeah. The, Our quotes, the quotes that we we both listed are very similar. Yeah, they're very. Similar. But I think they complement each other. Yeah, well. yeah. Mine is the church is God saying checkmate to <laughs> Satan. I'm a, I'm a chess player, so love that. You know, I love that because there's. Feels pretty good to say checkmate. You know, mm. it means everything's over. You have nowhere to go. Yeah. You have no hope. You have lost. Yeah. And that is what God is saying to the to the authorities and the rulers and spiritual places through the church. Yeah. And and I think this was probably said around the same time because I wrote this down. I yeah. said the church shows Satan and his minions that his time is short. His time is short. And you know, and. That's encouraging, right? It because is. because it that is. is our enemy, you know, and he is out to thwart us. And the church reminds us that's not going to happen. Yeah. And and I'll I'll again apply this beyond just the word to pastors because I think this has so much for any of our listeners who are here at Faith, any of our church members, anybody who's listening who's a member of a gospel preaching church, when you walk into the gathering of the saints, on the Lord's Day, and you're with the people of God, do you look around and say, I, you know, going back to Lewis Guest quotes, I see the work of Christ in the flesh. Mm. I see God's checkmate yeah. to Satan. So good. As I look around and see so-and-so's lives change, and this person's being conformed to the image of Christ and all of that, it should encourage us in this dark world, right on. you know, it sure the should. light of Christ, and that is, that is the beauty of the church. Um, any anything else you want to say about Mathis's uh, Mathis's talk? No, I feel like it deserves more time, but um, it'll be available soon. It was a very good talk, and and David Mathis, by the way, was um, was a pretty helpful presence at this conference. Mm. He did our breakout, um, the one that you and I yeah. attended, and at least he organized it, and it was excellent and um, helpful. I went to two of the sessions. You went to them all. Yeah. Um, so good. Why don't I mean? Why don't we take just a moment? Because you, we went to that session together, the first one, and it was about dealing with divisions in the yeah, church. And yeah. uh, we don't have to take a long time to talk about it. But this was the breakout session before the conference. Yeah. Um, division, you know how to how to basically thwart and and head off divisions among yeah. elders, members, and also how yeah. to deal with them once they're there. Yeah, yeah. He he talked about them all. But one one of the things that stood out in the way you frame that shows it is that um, his. His understanding of porch time, uh, he didn't use that term, that's my term, but porch time, spending time with elders uh, in particular before there's any, you know, differences and 
this, you know, uh, disunity, you know, that heads it off, having that relationship with one another, loving one another, um, not just the meeting times together, but really getting to know one another. I call it porch time because that's, uh, you know, I'm from the South and, you know, sitting on the porch with people, you know, and that's so important for elders to do with one another, like, you know, before, so the relationship is in place, you know, as we walk through difficult times, difficult decisions, uh, the relationships in place, and we're able to navigate uh, disagreements and not um, and not harm the relationship. Mm, yeah, so, so good. And and I'll share from the second uh, the second in that seminar. Now, so um, David Mathis did the first one on elders and uh, d- dealing with disagreements among elders and and how to head those off. In the second talk, and I'm trying to go through my notes here. I was trying to remember this brother's name, Jamie Dunlop. Hmm. <clears throat> Dunlop. It was working for unity amongst uh, <clears throat> amidst disagreement among church members. Mm. Okay, now this one too, this one was gold. Uh, his talk was was great. And one of the things that he brought out that I thought was just so powerful is that in some instances, disagreements among church members can actually be something that encourages us when we realize that God is bringing into our midst diverse people, Hmm. people who aren't necessarily all from the same background. And he said this quote here, and this was another quotable. This is bonus, okay? Easy love rarely shows off gospel power. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And so the fact that you've got in your church, and I'm not talking about raging fights and stuff like that, but the fact that you've got people in your church who think differently— about non-gospel essential matters, okay, but, you know, life application, things like that. Uh, and I'll just use an example. People are passionate about homeschooling people who who aren't, and, you know, maybe that's an example, and you have differences of opinion on that, yet they are unified around the gospel of Jesus Christ. That shows off the gospel's power. It does, it does. Yeah. And it I, brings people from all different walks, all different ways of thinking yeah. together and, in Christ, and if we, if, if, if we might not be unanimous in all of our views about everything, we are unified around the person and the work of Christ. You know, there's people who, I mean, I'm here I am from Louisiana, <clears throat> love hot sauce, love spicy <laughs> things, and I, I dwell among a people <laughs> who don't really care for hot sauce yeah. that much, by and large, by and large, yet we love Christ. Yeah. You know, And I, I, I'm not making light of that, I use that as kind of a humorous example, but yeah, not everyone's the same, good. and that shows the power of the gospel. Amen. Then we had, uh, Tuesday night, we had Dr. Piper. Yeah, John Piper, yep. um, super influential person in my life personally, you know, reading his books early in my journey as, you know, towards becoming a pastor, mm. um, and the Lord has just greatly used that brother. Didn't meet him until, I don't know, um, eight years ago, and, and even now I barely, barely know the guy. I've met him a handful of times, yeah. uh, but what a <laughs> what a blessing John Piper has been to the church. Yeah, really, yeah. A beautiful gift from God to the church, and many, many blessings, I believe, have come from that. Yeah, we praise God for using him in the ways that he has to encourage, exhort, teach so many. Yes. So he spoke on leadership in the church, and um, the quote that you wrote down uh, in our notes here, I was looking at the notes going through them, we shared the document it was the same quote I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you, you say it? You want me to say it? <laughs> I wish I could do a good John Piper nah, impersonation. Don't imitate it. I won't, just, I won't just do it. it. Yeah. 
You can just move your arms. You know, so he's talking about, let me give a context here. He's talking about leadership in the church. He's talking about how there are so many things out there that you feel like sometimes you have to know yeah. because so many disciplines, so many controversies, so many subjects, you can't know all of it and, and how we know so little compared to what can be known. And he said, you don't have to know everything. You need to know the most important thing about everything. You need to know God. Yeah, that's so good. And such a, such a, like, get to know God. Yeah. You know, like, let's spend our time and our energy getting to know the most important one in the universe. Yeah. And the most important thing about everything else. Yeah. And he gave examples, like, he even used examples, like, with microbiology. And, yeah. And how God is the most important reality in that, and worship. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was so good. Such a practical... Uh, encouragement for pastors to really focus on what we're called to do, and yeah. that's get people to know and love and follow and worship God. He, he gave something to the example of, you know, you don't need to know how they go and pinpoint land a probe on Mars. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, in the context of what he was saying there, like, you could walk into a conversation where people talking about that. I love—anyway, I'll just add this as a aside. I love that little face he does where he kind of looks over the top of his glasses when you know he's about to make a profound point— but he said, you know, you walk into a conversation like that, and you know, you hear people talking about this stuff, and you may not understand the mathematics and all those kind of things like that. But like you, you know that God created the planets yeah. and put them into orbit and sustains them by the word of his power and knows every molecule and all. You, you know, you know the most important thing yeah. about everything. You know, David Mathis in his in his session was talking about something completely different, but he made a point that's very similar. Uh, he was talking about pastoral discipline and and being careful not to spend too much time on social media and in the news and, you know, feeling like you have to know everything that's mm. going on out there. Uh, but his quote is very similar in, in one sense to what John, the Pi what John Piper said. John the Piper. John the Piper. <laughs> what, John, <laughs> what John Piper said. Uh, he said... Uh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, have you heard about this recent thing going on? And, uh, you know, it's all over social media, and, and, and the pastor actually legitimately doesn't know. And he says, no, I didn't know anything about that. And you know what, brother? Yeah. I am super happy in Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know, so you don't need to know everything. Yeah. You need to know Christ. You need to know God. You need to know the Word. And what a good word for us pastors who who do sometimes strive to know everything, you yeah. know, and feel kind of awkward when we don't, you know what I mean? But we don't have to. We we need to know God. There, there was a refreshing exhortation to my soul. I'll just say in that to unplug even more. Mm. And I'm not. I, I, this this is Thomas says this, not the Lord. Okay. I I think there is great value in being less connected to what is what the controversies are out yeah, there all the yeah. time. I'm yeah. not saying be aloof. Right. You know. But you know, there's so much. You, you all you got to do is open up Twitter, and it's just battle yeah. and fight and, yeah. and slander and just nonsense all the time. You don't need to know all of that. You don't, and you don't have to be involved or connected, like you said. Yeah. You know, for me, I've used social media through the years to try to be an encouragement to the church. Like yeah. that's been my desire, and, and typically the church I'm serving. I really that's I want to be an encouragement. You know, but uh, it comes with a price, and it comes with some dangers. Uh, one of those dangers being you, you feel like you have to know every controversy because you, you see it, you know, as you're posting something about the Lord, you you see it, you know, it's there. And we just, there is value, like you said, like you mm. said, uh, Pastor Thomas, and just backing up maybe for a season, um, yeah. maybe as a habit. Yeah, I, I agree 
wholeheartedly. Let's know the most important thing Amen. about everything, and that is God and His Word. Yeah, the uh, the final talk that we had on Wednesday morning, uh, Stephen Lee. Yeah, good which I, I missed most of it because I had to make a phone call. Yeah. A counseling issue came up, and so I had to leave and make a call. But yeah, every 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 one of these conferences, they always have the, usually the last talk with some kind of missions focus yeah. related to the subject. And of course, with this, the the big topic being the church, Christ will build. I will build my church. It was on what is the mission of the yeah. church. You Stephen know. Lee's Asian American pastor of the North Church. Um, what an incredible um, gift to the church there. Um, very powerful voice for missions today. Yeah, great. I love this. Um, I love this quote here. It says, "The mission is talking about the mission of the church, and specifically, really, the Great Commission. The mission is not impossible. Mm. Rather, it is impossible." for the mission to fail because Christ is Lord. Mm. And he he did a great job unpacking That's the so Great good. Commission in Matthew 28. Uh, and I one of the things that I thought was a great distinction he made when he's talking about the mission of the church, you know, when we get questions like, you know, shouldn't the church, the church, be doing, you know, have soup kitchens, and shouldn't we have, uh, you know, clothing uh, centers where we give out clothing to people? Shouldn't we be doing these things, these things? And he made a very good distinction in that, you know, there's the church gathered and the church scattered. Hmm. The church gathered, the body of Christ, the, you know, the bride there, we, we have a very narrow mission, and that is to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that Christ commands. But the church scattered is the people of God, the hands and feet, going out day after day, week after week, year after year to obey all that Christ has commanded. So should the church, must every church have a soup kitchen? Must, must every church have a prison ministry? No, not necessarily, no. We, we must preach the gospel, we must make disciples. But as we're discipling people, those people are going out and going into prisons and, and helping out in crisis pregnancy centers and doing all of those things. So good. Yeah, such, so a, good. such a good exhortation from that brother. And just the reminder that as we do this, Christ is Lord. Yeah. The mission will not fail. Amen. It was great. So uh, do you have one big final takeaway, Mike, that you want to add to this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought they titled this ser- this, ser- this conference very well. Um, I come back refreshed and encouraged and confident, mm-hmm. more confident, because I know that Jesus will build his church. Yeah, yeah. And those those times of sitting around with you brothers after some of the conferences and yes. grabbing a bite to eat, you know, it was just such encouraging conversation. I agree, and uh, really, really very good, much good iron sharpening iron. And I'll say the same thing. That was the biggest takeaway mm. for me. Uh, the same things you said right there. We know that Christ will build His church. And we're he gonna is, put, He is Lord. He is Lord, and we're gonna put our whole hearts into this as we always have, you know. Yeah. But we put it, our whole hearts into serving the church and loving the church and leading the church with this confidence. This is mm. we are under shepherds. The 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 great shepherd is doing his work. Yeah, so good. We hope you're encouraged by us sharing this and uh, and know again that you know Faith Baptist. Uh, your your support of our church that allows us to go do things like this to have to be refreshed to be yep. filled yep. Uh, they they are they are good and valuable things and we thank you for them amen yeah 
Well, we have one question today and uh, going to listener questions. Again, if you have a question, you can go to faithsf.com slash soundinfaith. You can also get it on the Faith Baptist Fellowship app, FBF Connect, and uh, you can send us a question, and yeah. we'll try to answer it on the show. And this question's anonymous, um, yep. it, so we won't mention the name there, even though it's listed. Um, so the question is, how do you deal with family or friends that are being destructive and refusing to help? And, you know, we we, we feel that. You know, we, we, we can feel the hurt that is probably prompting that question. Yeah. Um, it's probably loaded with hurt. And, you know, the reason why it hurts, and I'll just say why it hurts and then kind of hand it over to you, Thomas, and you can maybe give some pastoral wisdom on how to mm. navigate it. But it hurts because we're used to... Well, the the norm, what what is normal and what is right is reciprocity in relationships. Yeah. And so family relationships, you know, I love my mom, my mom loves me. Uh, it'd be dysfunctional if, if she didn't and or if I didn't. And I love my wife and my wife loves me and that'd be dysfunctional if, you know. And so we feel the dysfunction, which comes from sin, ultimately, yeah. uh, when we have a family member who is not interested in, in, in us and loving us and being a part of the family and and instead does destructive things. Yeah. So how do we navigate through that, brother? You know, I can, let me just speak from just, you know, my own experience over the years of some counseling and things like that. You know, one of the things that I constantly remind myself of is I am not the Holy Spirit. Mm. I cannot change a person's heart. And so what what do I do? I, I love, I love, I seek to love sacrificially. I seek to be a steady loving presence in the life of that person to speak truth to to offer tangible ways to help and 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 and, and intervene when it's possible but I cannot change their hearts right ultimately God has to do that and so in that under you know with that understanding I just seek to bathe all of it in prayer yes good word. asking God to do the work of grace to change the heart to break the coldness to take out the heart of stone put in a heart of flesh you know it's hard to do it's hard to leave all of that in the hands of our God. Uh, our natural tendency is to want to fix it ourselves, but we know that He has to do the work. Yeah, and the the other thing with that is um, when God commands us to love others, He roots it in the way that Christ has loved us. Mm. And it's helpful to remember that that was not a reciprocated love either. Right. You know? And so I would say one one final encouragement, like seek the Lord's face so that you can relentlessly love. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been a great, uh, great episode, yeah. Pastor Mike. I, I hope it's uh, encouraging. Yeah, I hope it's encouraging to our people. You've been listening to the Sound and Faith podcast, Faith Baptist Fellowship, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I got it right that time. Boom. I didn't stumble over that. And uh, we love you. We care for you. Lord willing. We will see you Sunday.